Hey y'all, this is Videotic. My name is Joe. My name is Sean. And you know, we, we've talked about a bunch of topics here thus far. Last episode was pretty fun, actually. Kind of opened up some more uh, venues in my mind. A little more memories when I was thinking about our underrated and guilty pleasure films, you know. There's always something kind of fun and, um, I know, a little bit almost exonerating, using a big word here. When you kind of reveal something that, especially on the guilty pleasure side, when you're like, well, you know, I've always liked this movie, but no one else likes it. So sometimes when you just let it out or let other people know, you're like, that feels good. <laughs> a little venting. Sometimes that, you know, too, because then you'll be like, why does no one else like this movie? Yeah, well, in some of them, too, I feel like I have to push against the uh, the bandwagon where it just feels like people say they don't like it because other people say they don't like it. And it's like, no. It's a good movie. Stop it. You know, a lot of that comes down to, again, just subjective nature. You know, someone else might not like it, and it's fine if they don't. Because I'm like, I'm always about, especially something like that, because like in the long run, movies are just, you know, meant to entertain us, right? TV shows and all that. It's an entertainment medium. You know, if you weren't entertained by it and everything because it's not your taste or your fancy, that's fine. But don't mm -hmm. sit there and tell me that it's a bad thing when I'm like, well, I liked it. It checked off the boxes for me. And that goes for anything, people. Just saying, if you're listening, you know, that's a thing. Someone else is enjoying something, you know, pleasure out of it or something, or they enjoy it, but you don't, you know? Don't tell them they're wrong. Just say, okay, glad you enjoy that. Unless it is the live-action Last Airbender movie. That's the one exception. Yeah, well, there's probably a few exceptions in this. I don't know. Most people would argue any Shyamalan film past his probably his like second or third film. I have not seen a lot of Shyamalan. It's weird. I've like I haven't seen any of the Split trilogy. I've literally the only film of his I've seen is The Last Airbender. So you know what? I hate that guy. Shyamalan sucks. There's no redeeming qualities about him whatsoever. You know, you were basically saying what a lot of other people have said, and you know what? That beginning part there is an interesting bit because that's just what we were thinking about talking about today by your own admission just now you just said you're not really familiar haven't really seen a lot of his work right i think we could probably do something where we maybe lay our cards out on the table here we're, we're people who say we like movies but we are idiots first and foremost to y'all of the <laughs> listeners out there so there's a lot of things that maybe we haven't seen yeah, and I was as I was preparing for this episode, I realized my list is embarrassingly large. Definitely not going to get through all of them today. Maybe because I guess we probably won't have as much to talk about because we haven't seen the movies. This is going to be a painful episode for me. I have some work to do. It's going to be quite painful for me because I have one or two admittances that I know people are probably going to flip out on. Anyone who listens, and I know you. You already know this from me, but there's definitely one that you, I don't know, you'll, you'll, you'll keep looking at me nasty until I eventually do it. I already know what it is. Not even going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You say that till I mention it. Th then I'll talk about it, yes. Yes, of course. You know, on, on a side topic, I, I won't fault you for not really watching Shyamalan films. That's fine and all. Because to be fair, if you've heard one thing about him is the trope of, you know, the twist ending. Yeah, it's it's kind of true. I've seen like a couple more films. I haven't watched all of them myself, 
but I do know that he, he still carries it very heavily. He always tried to have a twist at the end of some kind or some kind of thing that sometimes it worked. You know, beginning ones made him really good. But then the subsequent films would be like, huh? What? Yeah, well, and from what I heard, um, it kind of became that thing where, like you said, twist endings became his thing, quote unquote. And I guess, like, if you go into a movie expecting a twist ending, it's not really a twist ending. I guess after after you see the first movie and second movie of his, you're like, oh, wow. But then the third and the fourth, I can only imagine it would be much more difficult to have a good twist ending as that kind of director when everyone knows it's going to happen. So I don't know. But The Shining, I think I think it's The Shining, is on my list. That's That's the ghost one, right? That's the I See Dead People one. Is that it? And so many people just disconnected. Uh, no, that that is a, a a ghost one. That that's the Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think okay. you mean the the Sixth Sense is the I see dead people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Movies, movies. There's another two for my list because I didn't even write any of those two down. The Shining and Sixth Sense. You know, I I, I still think it's forgivable for your uh, movies right there off the bat because I'm like. A lot of people still don't like The Sixth Sense. I know we have our mutual friend. We talk to him, and he goes, like, when I tried to explain, I was like, man, un- like that and Unbreakable are actually very solid films of Shyamalan, right? Because they were, like, the interesting ones. They had the trope. The twist ending actually was warranted. It actually was, you know, the whole thing was a good one. Like, I- Sixth Sense and all that was was great. And then he tried to be like, well, yeah, for the time. And I'm like, no, not just for the time. Like, if you go back and watch it, it's still it's still solid. Like, you know, about, I'd say, 90% through. Sure, a few things might not be quite the same. Okay, we can, uh, that's, that's another pet peeve I have with people when they say a movie was good for the time. That's just called a good movie. And we won't get into that, but it happens a lot. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, that, that's something we might delve into later. I got you, though. I understand where, where your frustration comes from, because I have the same thing. The only films I consider dated for, like, the time are if they're so... If their main point is the references to whatever year they were in or the time period they were in. But that's mm-hmm. usually, like, an overly done comedy or something like that, you know? Oh, uh, where you kind of... Where you need that context to get it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because now yeah, it'd be like, I, I, I don't understand this and be like, yeah, no, you had to be around at the time. I'm one of those guys who does like The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, especially Unbreakable. And I'd forgive you for not watching them because a lot of people probably wouldn't want to watch Shyamalan after just being familiar with his previous or subsequent films after that to like, you know, now. Because a lot of people are saying he's gotten a slight improvement with Split and was it Glass? And did you see those two? Trilogy, so. I did, did you see actually. all three of them? I did. Did it, did it work overall? I think it's okay. Uh, it definitely it, it it was a bit weaker. Like he like I said, he's gotten a bit better with Split and the one before that, the Visit, which were kind of more standard fare in a way, in my opinion. But they were mm. they were a bit better. They weren't quite as um pokey, but still elements of it were just a little bit, yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it overall. Just a uh, more entertainment value again. Like if I judge a film by entertainment factor, then I'm like I was entertained by it. Yeah, and you don't always want, like, a super heavy movie, too. Like, you don't always want to be watching, you know, some deep dive Sherlock Holmes, got to figure it out, got to think all the time when you're watching the movie. Sometimes you just want to sit there 
eat your popcorn and shut your brain off. And if the movie lets you do that, boom, good movie. And you know, slightly controversial opinion here from me. Well, maybe not slightly, but The Shining is a good film. Since you mentioned it there, I'll mention it here. But it's like The Shining is a good film. It's a very solid, like, psychological horror. But I don't get as much entertainment value from it. And again, that is subjective, but I know, like, I have watched it. Is it the type, is that the type of thing where it's like you watch a horror movie and you're scared? And it's kind of like the more the horror movie scares you, the better it is. But also being scared isn't quite the same as entertaining. Is that what you're saying? Or is it something, are you saying something different? I mean, like the, the type of horror there was, was entertaining. To me, that's a slightly kind of right on what you were saying earlier, like just earlier about a film that has more deeper thought to it. That one kind of does require to me some more deeper thought uh, Okay. to kind of yeah. comprehend what you're watching. Because if you're not a like me, I, I'm not really an avid reader of Stephen King novels, right? I've never really read one to this day. I am familiar with, you know, the some of the adaptations that for like even his lesser ones that have been like the cheap ones and stuff and but I'm familiar with a lot of them. Primarily in cinema, people would probably be most familiar with The Shining and uh It. Because in recent years they've gotten well not The Shining so much, but The Shining's just standing out and no one will really touch that for a remake, but It got, you know, its remake into two chapters. Which I did watch those too, so. A pretty successful remake, in my opinion. Definitely. Which is rare nowadays, I think. Yeah, it was, it was very successful, I'd say financially, too. Uh, on, on the topic of The Shining, I'm just saying, to me, it was I was a little bit more confused watching it. And I'm talking about, like, second and third viewings of it throughout my, like, life so far. It, it's still one of those ones that, when I know more about it going in a third time, then I kind of got it. And I can chalk that up to me being kind of slow or something or just not really getting it. But that's like one of the main gripes I had about it personally was just like, I don't fully understand what's going on here. It's kind of almost slightly artistic in a way. So a lot mm. of it's like more so implication and it, 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 it really requires you to think about, oh, well, this must be this or something. So it's more psychological than horror? Yeah, I mean, you've probably seen scenes from it, right? in compilations of something or just come across it before here and there. Yeah. I mean, there's a few like moments where, like I said, it's mostly that there's never really any jump scare material in my opinion. Cause there's just a lot of like lingering camera. So like, you know, you focus on Jack Nicholson's character a lot. He's staring out the window blindly with this weird look in his eye. Just, and it's just like a slow zoom into his face. There's a, slow pans and zooms everywhere there's continuous shots with no music no backing track so it's like a lot of paranoia and the feeling and psychological like of the uncomfortableness Hmm. is kind of where the horror is and there's a few shots you know of course there's a few iconic shots you probably are also familiar with the whole like you follow danny their son and that's one of the continuous camera shots where he's just riding around on his like big wheel like around the halls yeah no music yeah. at all and it follows him for like almost like three minutes or something it's like and it does like cuts to other jack nixon's character his mom and stuff but it comes back to him then there's the thing when he goes to the older section turns around the corner and there's the ghosts of the twins there's the come play with us danny 
There's a movie. And there's I, don't, like... I don't remember which one it is. I think it is set in the Vietnam War, but the, it's I, I believe it's these soldiers going through the jungle. And it is, I believe, a 13-minute, maybe not a continuous shot, but just a 13-minute segment of film with no music and just these soldiers like stalking through the jungle just to build that tension, which, which is an interesting concept. Yeah. You know, that, that might be Kubrick as well. Cause that might be uh full metal jacket you're talking about. I'm not sure though. I could be it's possible because there were a couple of films made about the uh, Vietnam war. There's also, um, you know, one I haven't seen, which I can kind of throw in here, I guess with a little bit of a, Confession was a big one that I, I have on my list. I'm about to watch it, but I haven't. Is Apocalypse Now? Ah, uh, yes. That's that's the big one by Francis Ford Coppola. You know, mm. highly regarded as one one of the best directors with his work, and that's definitely one that stands out to many people. I've I've yet to see it. I know it's loosely based on that classic novel, The Heart of Darkness, because that's where the inspiration is. I know if uh-huh. you changed it to fit in the Vietnam War, I know of famous quotes. Like, that's the one that gave us the I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> it's from that film. I, I hate to say it because I already have so many uh, ones that I have not seen, but I have not seen that one either. I mean, I, I'd say that's still decent as well because I know some people who claim that after a couple of years they think it is a bit overrated from what I've heard, but... It definitely has good performances in it. That is kind of a fear I have, it, like with this topic of movies that I know I should have or really want to see but haven't yet. Because the longer I go without seeing them, you know, there's all this time where these movies get built up in your mind, like Apocalypta or some of the other ones we're going to talk about. And you never know if you're going to go back and watch it. Some, a movie that is highly regarded as great and wondrous and everything, and maybe you don't like it. You know, that's kind of a fear you have. You don't want to destroy that image of that movie that you have in your head. Or maybe it's a time-sensitive thing, like you were saying, where maybe a movie is kind of, it was really good in the time setting that it was placed, but then if I'm trying to watch it, you know, 20 years later and I ha- still haven't seen it, maybe I'm not going to get as much out of it. Yeah, I'd say that's like a definitely a fear of like on our, our end, at least. I know me personally, that's a thing I, I, I hate to do to people. Like if I watch a movie that you love and I came back to you and I said, well, you know, I didn't really like it. Like I, I watched it and I know there's a thing I would hate saying it because, A, you're my friend and I would really hate. You always want to like something that your friends recommend to you, you know, or something you hate it or family or something like that. I have was like, I love this film and I love this thing. And you go back and you go like, well, I, I haven't, I, I didn't like it. Are you going to unfriend me? Are you going to like scream at me? Are you going to just walk away? Never talk to me again. I have no such inhibitions. <laughs> that, yeah. that is not one of my core personality traits. <laughs> That's good to know because you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just dump the bombshell in the audience. I teased it earlier, but you know what? I haven't seen folks, not at least yeah. all the way through. I have watched some of it. I just never finished it all the way through yet. I haven't watched the OG Last Airbender TV series. <sighs> yeah, I know. I just gave some heart attacks to some 20-something-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Across the country, <laughs> newly post-adolescents drop dead <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. 
<laughs> I, a bunch of uh, yeah, like post adolescents just grab their chest like Yoda. Just what is wrong? Like something is wrong. Adults in their mid twenties to mid thirties die spontaneously across the nation, across the world. Yeah, what's up with that, dude? I just never had. I've, I've still struggled to find the time. Like I'm trying to fit it in and try. Like the times I remember. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, is it? At the time it was. I don't know I if think, it is. I, I think, think it's they on Paramount. put it back on there. Yeah, because Netflix is currently developing one. Let me check. Yeah, the live so action So I believe show. they brought the cartoon back on there. Yep, it is there. Okay. Well, boom, well there you boom. go. I do have access to it. So if I go back and try to... At this point, it's been a while, so I'd have to restart from episode one. Because I got to like... Most of the first the first season watched, I believe, but at this point, I want to go back and refresh. I will give a word of warning to those who have not watched it yet and really want to go back and watch it, especially with the new live-action show coming out. As someone who has watched that show all the way through multiple times, especially in the first, in the first seasons, like especially in the first couple episodes, there is an aspect of silliness to it that might throw you off. But you just have to kind of hang in there, and it's just kind of part of the show. But overall, the show really balances their humor and action and drama really well. So don't don't let that initial kind of lighthearted silliness throw you off of it. Because like it, it is a cartoon, right? This was this was from Cartoon Network. Excuse me, Nickelodeon. It's a Nickelodeon cartoon. So there is some of that cartoony aspect silliness to it, but it it does not at all, in my opinion hamper the uh, story so d- don't let that throw you off i will be honest from what i remember watching of it too and like i said i already know a lot of elements of the main plot from later seasons as well because of it being out and talked about so much and mm-hmm. i'll be honest mostly hanging around you but it's uh, like i know that it's a very solid story i do know that it's animation is is that mix of uh, like kind of anime-ish style of overdone at times like changing a bit of facial characteristics or you know style to fit the tone sometimes for humor other times for the action and the sequences of like that i know that the voices were solid I know that it had like, you know, good personas and everything in there. I just, uh, I never have watched it and I have nothing against it. Like even from what I've watched thus far, people, I do like it. So this is not one of those things where I've said, I don't really like it. No, I think I would love the whole show because a Sean here and our other friend that we have a mutual friend here and other ones have watched it. They love it. And I think this is one of those things that we would share. I just honestly have struggled to find the time to remember to watch it or to watch it. If that's a poor excuse to you, I'm sorry. That is legitimately my excuse. I am in no position right now to be <laughs> to be throwing uh, throwing out excuses for movies that we haven't seen. But for those who haven't seen it, get on it. You do not have to watch the live action movie. That didn't happen. It happened in an alternate plane of reality. However, there is hope because there's a live action Netflix series coming out soon. So go ahead and watch the original cartoons. Because it is worth it. But yeah, so my next one is going to be pretty painful to say. I have not seen any of the Godfathers. It's it's like, what's worse is that a lot of these movies, I've seen like clips of them on YouTube. And I've seen like a bunch of the story on YouTube. And I watch it and I'm like, wow, 
This is the highest quality two-minute YouTube clip I've ever seen in my life. Am I going to watch the movie? Nope, not for another five years. And I don't know why I do that. I really wish I could just, like, erase all of the things that I've seen from The Godfather on YouTube. Just erase all of it and watch the movie over again with fresh eyes, you know. But I've, I've never sat down and watched any of them. And I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed. <laughs> I don't hold it in disregard against you or anything. I don't hold it against you. I just joke about it because so many people, you know, of course, you. I know you're familiar, Sean, with many people claim that The Godfather is probably one of the best films of all time. Like, that's the claim I yes. hear. And to be fair, when I finally watched it, I regard it very highly. To me, it is a very excellently done film, and it still stands up with just the pacing, the directing, you know, the, the, the casting involved, the story. Everything was in there was like, and I'm like, wow, this is an excellent film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to piggyback off of yours, I have seen The Godfather. I've seen The Godfather one a couple of times now because I watched it myself when I was able to find it. I actually found it in a like a discount bin or something or like at a, a pawn shop thing for like $3 or DVD. So I was just like, yeah, okay. Because I was like, oh, I've never seen this. I finally watched it, loved it. I, I watched it again with like my dad who, who had seen him. He just hadn't watched it in like years. And then I watched it with my younger brother when he, you know, got older and he wanted to see it. To piggyback off of yours, though, I've never seen the subsequent two. Mm. Like, I've never seen Godfather Part 2 or Part 3. To be fair, I've heard people say Part 3 was the weakest of the trilogy because it was made like 20-something years later. So there's was, actually interesting backstory behind the third one, which is so weird that I know the backstory behind it and haven't actually seen the movie. But I'll just be brief because maybe probably the people that have seen it will get more from this than you or me. But it was... It was not really initially meant to be a sequel. Like, it wasn't meant to be a solid third part to the Godfather trilogy. And the initial title for the project was not Godfather 3. It was, I believe, The Death of Michael Corleone. And it was meant to be a much more, I don't know if poetic is the right word, but it was meant to be more, more of a character study about that character and less of a third godfather film but obviously the name brought bigger box office so the studio kind of pushed him to do that and connect it more i mean even with that it would have been connected because anyone who knows the characters it's like who you follow basically is michael corleone mm-hmm. and it would have been like a interesting thing i think there was an attempt to kind of save that original version i don't know if you heard about it like a year ago or something they released a um cut Give me a second. Let me look this up so I don't just extemporaneously. That might have been where I heard about it from. It was called like the Godfather uh, Coda. Yeah, the Godfather Coda: The Death of Michael Corleone. No, oh, it was there like you a, it was like a re-release where they had the original, more of the original editing, I believe, and it was an attempt to be more about that original version because you know the original release did not do that well. Like you said, the studio's involvement really pushed to be like, you know, you got to have it be part of the thing, make it a trilogy, you know? And it's like, you know, after so many years, like, really? After this many years? Because <laughs> <laughs> it really was like, when it, re- it released in 1990 is when I'm looking at the third one, and the other two were in the 70s. So it's like... Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
So it's probably definitely confusing to people at the time. But yeah, I think they also like the editing of the third film really was the weakest out of the bunch still, unfortunately, with the original release. But you know what? I've still never seen it, so I can't really say I can only repeat what people have said in Moss. I just know, you know that what? the first one is regarded as the, one of the best films of all time. The sequel is regarded as one of the best sequels of all time. I have a good, uh, a po- a good poll question for the viewers. Do we think that The Godfather will ever be remade? Because like after like 20, 40, 50, 60 years, do we think they're ever going to remake that? Can you? Because mm. there, there's been other films where I'm like, no, they'll never remake that. And then they remake it because that's what movie studios do. They make movies. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But it, 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 it's kind of almost ridiculous to think that you could remake The Godfather. As a person who hasn't seen it, so what am I talking about? Nah, it's definitely a thought, and I, I, I don't know. That is an interesting one. I think I will pull that, just to see if we get any pings on that, but you know. So what's your next movie? Hit me. Hit me! Oh, well, I tried to piggyback off of that and say I've never watched two and three, but okay. Oh, wait, You, you want moment. more, you're not Let, satisfied. I need, to take, I need to take a tea break. I, I have one that's kind of – this is a bit different from the other ones. It's one that I know I need to watch, but I really don't want to. But I know I need to, and it, it'll kind of make sense when I say it. We've touched on this in episodes previously where I read a lot as a kid, and I love the book series that I read. And then some studio decides to make a crappy version of it in a movie. And unfortunately, that looks like this one, which is Artemis Fowl. I have not seen it yet, but I saw the trailers and I saw the reviews. I really don't want to watch this movie, but I know I have to because it's one of my favorite book series. So I'm putting that on my list of ones I haven't seen yet. I'm just kind of prolonging the inevitable. I understand. I, I'm not familiar with the book series. I, I never read it, at least. So I can't say from an adaptation standpoint. I can, like you, though, only echo what I've heard of reviews, which is like people who read it are angry when they saw it. Yeah. I, I think, to be fair, it was on the cutting. It was like on the on the development hell or something for a while, right? It was in the back and pushed back, and it was supposed to come out years ago, and then it was pushed back again until they could get someone else, and then like some other screenplay adaptation and like, adapted again and then like changed it again and then it finally released mm-hmm. and then what we got was like a, a perversion of the original story is basically what i heard people say they were just like they changed too much like i know people who, who are purists would be like you know you don't change any bit of this story this series because everything about it is great and then there's the realist who kind of goes you know you have to change a few things for a movie i understand that but don't change the major points but from what i heard those both those parties were just like you changed way too much yeah, at what point is it just a completely different story and it just uses the name to get that brand recognition? Which having seen it, I don't know how egregious it was, but like you said, from all from all the evidence, it seems like it was pretty egregious. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to watching that, but I'm going to have to at some point. The only thing that really upsets me from like hearing about it was, you know, I, I wasn't too upset when they said Disney was covering it because I went, that sounds like, to my knowledge, something Disney could cover. I thought it would be well. good. 
And then I'm like, you know, especially with their funding, they'd probably put behind it. I was like, they're probably going to give it a good budget and everything. Part of what got me was like when I learned they were they pushed it from theaters or something, and then it was a Disney Plus thing. I was kind of like, uh oh. That was like my first clue, knowing about just like, hmm, or like uh, the both release, whatever when they released it on both around yeah. the same time. It's just like, huh. And then I hear all the reviews, and then I look up like, well, who who did this then? You know, who was in charge? <laughs> who did this? <laughs> well, I mean, like who's who's but who's in the director's chair? It made me sad because it's Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, no, Kenneth, you're a good director. Why? <laughs> no, Kenneth. Yeah, it makes me sad because I'm like, no, you can't be. But I'm like, you know what? I bet it wasn't totally him. <laughs> he probably changed some things thinking it would work. And I bet it was actually Disney for, you know, a better portion of it. Just to be fair, I, I think it probably was Disney with like a, hey, we have adapted screenplay. We need you to direct this. So it's like as a director, he has to be like, OK, so he probably tried to yeah. put a flair where he could. But I'm like, mm. makes me sad, man. Still one of my favorite directors and actors. But it's like sometimes, you know, still human, I guess. Yeah, it ha- like every, everyone has a bad day at work. And it could even be a situation where if you have no idea or if you have no knowledge of a property and then you just get pulled on to direct it and it already has a screenplay and a, a written story and all that, you know? Yeah, it is true. I'm not sure if I have too many others. I mean, I have a few, like I can drop a few big name films that I've never seen, definitely heard of, but never watched. I mean, I know we're probably doing that now, but I'm just saying I, I can drop like big name ones that people are like, you know, like, Oh man, how have you not seen this, that one yet? Uh, things to me have been like Titanic I haven't seen that either. See, everyone's everyone knows it at this point. It was the biggest grossing, like highest grossing movie of all time for a while, right? Mm-hmm. When it was released. And of course, everyone knows the whole my heart will go on <laughs> and make fun of it in countless ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm like everyone knows the whole, you know, they could have both been on that door floating in the ocean bit. Mm-hmm. Which I I have seen that scene. It is completely true. <clears throat> Uh, but you know, well, weren't they I, both on it? Weren't they both on the door already? I don't know. I, don't I haven't know. seen the film. I can't say. May May I say this though, and I'll see if this is you as well. It is a well-known film, and a highly regarded film, I guess, that I have not seen. I also don't have much interest in seeing Titanic. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but I it I don't know. I know how it ends, you know? Yeah, I mean, so. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm like, well, I already kind of know how it ends. So, I mean, what's the point of watching it? It's like, true, it was big for the time. You know, it's a very decent, it was a good budget was put into it. You know, special effects, the cinematography and things like that, you know. And it's very, and it's got a lot of good talent in there, including other people that I didn't know were in it till years later. Like mm-hmm. smaller roles, like the leads are, of course, you know, you got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio looking quite young at the time much skinnier and uh, kate, and kate winslet and you know they're the love interests and everything and the one thing i remember that tripped me up was i didn't know the titanic was like technically the story of the movie was told in third person because it begins in modern day with a crew who's exploring the wreckage and then they meet the older rose who tells the story and i was like really i didn't know that like, I thought the whole movie was just, you know, Titanic. 
But I'm like, nope, it has like this crew. And on the on the modern day crew is like Bill Paxton and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, wow, these people are on it. Then they I go didn't know in he was there, in and there. Then, and then they're like, wasn't it Rose that was saying Rose's uh, suitor is name is uh, played by uh, Billy Zane. There, I had to look at it. Billy, who played, is that? I know him. Ooh, he's just a character actor I love. Very, very busy. Great personality, great presence. It's like he's oh, her suitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then her dad is Victor Garber. And I'm like, all these people I know and love are in this movie and other bits in there. And I'm like, really? Really? You know, then I concluding, it says like Kathy Bates was in there too. All these people that I've just named, you know, I know them. I'm familiar with their work. I love them. And they're in this movie. I never knew it. So that part of me wants to see like, like you were saying, I kind of want to see it for that. But then there's the other part of me that just holds no interest because I do know how it ends. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't really have a desire, a earnest desire to see the movie, if that makes sense. You know what would make me interested? If they, if they re-released, but with the original director's cut and the original title, Titanic versus Aliens. That's the movie we deserve. That's the movie we wanted, and we it was stolen from us, and we will not forget it. Sign my petition now. TitanicVersusAliens.com. Get this movie re-released the way it was yes. meant to be seen. Well, you see, that's opposite of my petition that I'm doing, which was uh, Terminator on the Titanic. Which is, uh, <laughs> Terminate the Titanic. <laughs> so, 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 folks, you got two petitions out there. You got to sign one. <laughs> Come with me on my boat if you want to live. Oh, crap. Wrong boat. <laughs> Hey, I mean, hey, just saying, James Cameron directed Titanic. He also directed Terminator, so. Yeah, should have happened. He actually created Terminator, so it's like, I mean, same universe. (laughs) This is why the studios need to listen to the fans. You need to give the people what they want. (laughs) Ah, jeez. Yeah, I don't don't think I'm going to be seeing Titanic anytime soon. There's just so many other movies that I need to watch. I have a rather large group of movies I haven't seen, and it's everything by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I told you this was going to be a bad day. Kill Bill, Kill Bill 2, Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, all of them. And again, it's one of those situations where I know I really want to watch these because I've seen a bunch of clips on YouTube, and it, you know, it's got Quentin Tarantino style. And I know what his style is because I've seen enough of it on YouTube, but I have not watched the actual movies. So, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate, I guess. I understand. And uh, no judgment on my end, my friend. But I have seen a couple of them. I'm getting judged, though. I know that people are judging me. We're releasing something on the Internet. Everyone's going to judge for something. We knew what we were getting into with this one. (laughs) Yeah, I have seen a couple of the of Tarantino films, though. The ones that I have seen, I did like. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know for a fact I did love Pulp Fiction. I just, I did, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really well done film. I thought it was interesting how he did it. I even loved, uh, he gave himself a larger cameo in the film. Meaning Quentin Tarantino, he had a, he played a character that was in there a decent amount of screen time. And I was kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Quentin. Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2. I love those films. They're just so over the top and ridiculous. Yeah, those are at the top of my list. I, like, I definitely Kill- think you would get enjoyment out of Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill and um, Reservoir Dogs 
are the two I really want to see. I can again piggyback off of some of your sentiment because I have listed the ones I have watched. I haven't watched any more than that. And like I started a few. Like I, I started Django Unchained. I never finished it. I'm still it's still sitting there. Like I watched the first like twenty minutes of it or something like that. So I'm still guilty of never watching Django Unchained all the way. I've never seen Reservoir Dogs, which is like basically his first I wanna say one of his first films that he released. It was like one of his first like solo efforts or something. To its degree. I want to. My brother actually has a um, VHS copy, I believe. So he found somewhere in like <laughs> good working order. And like I think it was a collector's sleeve or something on it, you know, the, the cover. So he loves that. He He's seen the movie. He loves it. Uh, I've never watched it yet. It's been a while, but Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And that was a different one for me. Because uh, I will say, so this is on a side tangent. You've said that you you know his style, right? You know Tarantino's kind of style and flair from watching mm-hmm. clips and stuff. You kind of get the same feel. Like you can see a movie and know what to expect in a way where it's like, okay, the setting is this, the story is this, but I know what I'm gonna. It, I kind of know what to expect in a lot of like this department or something. Right. Yeah. That one is actually a different styling Tarantino film, in my opinion, and I think that's what set that one apart for many people. Like to me, it did not scream Tarantino film. It definitely was, but it was one of the, it was a bit more subdued in a way. And I was like, huh. Like for instance, it was actually kind of a. It's one of his more slower paced films, and that's not to his detriment. That's just I was just like I was intrigued and actually from one for watching that I was like, wow, this is this is weird, because I'm expecting very fast paced thing, whatever. And I'm like, this is not as fast as I would think. He actually slowed it down for this one. Hmm. And I mean, hey, that's one of the big things people comment on that film is Christoph Waltz's character being probably one of the best sociopathic villains ever. Yes, that's that's like the main reason I want to see that movie. It's just because I've, I've already mentioned him as like one of my favorite actors of all time. And yeah, seeing him doing his scenes like that. And he's just so he's like psychopathic, but also highly intelligent. And he just checks all the boxes and he's funny, sarcastic, yada, yada. And uh, yeah, I really want to see it. In big part because of, I want to see his character. To carry off of your choice there and your watch list here, my other guilty one is, as a fan of cinema, you'd think I would have watched a lot more still. Like and I, like I said, I'm still kind of getting through a lot of films and things that I've never got to watch when I was younger or even just had time yet and stuff. I'm kind of do the same thing as you. I haven't really watched, like, any of the films at least, again, not all the way through, of Martin Scorsese. Any of them? Like, all the way through, at least. Not to my knowledge of watching Incompletion. Jeez. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, that's not good. <laughs> okay, Mr. To, to be fair, Tarantino. to be fair, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> to be fair, he has a lot. He has a lot of movies under his belt. A very large amount, yes. I mean, from like however many years he's been doing it, it's been a lot. And he has just been very prolific. He's regarded as like one of the best, you know, mm-hmm. one of the best of the best. And and I, I've, I've wanted to see a lot more into like detail. I just have never fully watched. To my knowledge, I'm racking my brain now to be like, have I watched any Scorsese film all the way through? And I'm like, I, I swear I've gotten most of the way and watched a lot of clips and things of course i'm familiar with many of his works but i've I've never fully watched one all the way through have you seen goodfellas 
No. Really? The like, Departed. Again. You've seen The Departed. No. What? I told you. Bruh. This is yeah, a problem. See, I need to. I really do. Casino? I think you know the answer. Oh, no, this is bad. This is so this is so much worse than I thought. Okay, I knew it was going to be a bad episode, but this is this is bad. <laughs> we need to do something. Okay, I'm sensing a lot of judgment on your end, my friend. Not judgment, I, just thinking. just like you know when you lift up a rock and you know there's going to be some ants under there, but then it's actually a rattlesnake and it bites your face off. That's what's happening right now. Not judgment. It's just like I didn't expect it, and it's still painful. But no judgment. That's all. That, that's all. This. Yeah. Well, that's probably those. I have two of the probably biggest sins on this on this episode. I guess that would be Last Airbender and and a lot of Scorsese. Well, I mean, you're stacking up against my. Uh... Godfather and Tarantino, so <laughs> this is going to be bad. It seems um, we are evenly matched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, can... <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I really am. It's having time between the the work life balance, you know. In all honesty, because the only times I really have available are really late at night when I'm off of my job, and then it's like I'm usually exhausted, so I don't want to watch something long or start something. I hate watching movies in parts yeah I agree. that makes sense i hate to watch one in a first half and then come back and finish it off i if i watch a movie i want it to be in one sitting and it bothers me on a level i guess it's part of the autistic side of my brain where i don't want to do that you know it bothers me to watch a movie part way through three quarters of the way through and not and and then like not finish it in one sitting or have to come back later because I always worry, like, well, what if I just happen to forget what I caught up on? Will I remember what I just heard? Well, what about this good dialogue here? Will I remember it and see it come to fruition here? You know, da 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 So it becomes this whole, like, hassle for me to do something like that. Same thing with, especially with TV shows, actually. I'd, I was going to say same thing as TV shows, and I went actually more so with TV shows. I'd hate to not watch a show and, like, not finish it within a decent time frame. Well, that's something that kind of emerged in the style of TV shows in like the past five years, I'd say, with the advent of streaming. Because if you go back in time, like if you watch the old Star Trek, those episodes are very episodic. You know, the storyline is generally contained within that one episode. You know, maybe there's two, three, four episode arc, but in general, it's contained in that one episode. Whereas nowadays, the shows are almost intended to be binged you know you're you're supposed to watch them one after another after another after another and they just kind of go together into this you know three four hour six hour movie if you watch them all at once so that's that's kind of it's kind of built into it nowadays that is indeed true you know that that industry especially that's how they really they really get get their money's worth, you know, their revenue, and it's it definitely is to keep you watching and stuff and keep you hooked on that. Yeah, I, I would say that's definitely part of it. But like I said, there is also that part of my brain, this half of me that's just like, you know, I hate to I hate to leave it at certain points. I can though. I do have a decent amount of self control when it comes to that. I don't I actually hate binging, if that makes sense. Like I can't bear to leave it at a at a certain point and something. I mean like I can't watch a show three quarters of the way through, have like five episodes left, and then walk away for months. 
That's oh, also yeah. what I'm saying because my my I have a younger sibling, my brother, who did that with an anime. He was watching one. He got all the way up to like the the penultimate episode, and then just said, "You know what? I don't really like this," and left it. And that alone bugs me because I'm like, my dude, you had like one and a half episodes left of the series, and you walked away, and you <laughs> haven't resumed it. And he goes, "No," and I'm like, "This bothers me so much. Just go finish it." Yeah, I'll give myself like maybe three, four episodes to see if I if I'm jiving with the show, you know. If I keep going after that, I'm pretty much gonna watch it all the way through. Um, but if I'm gonna bail, it's gonna be in like the first, you know, three, four episodes. On the flip side of that, if I watch a show and it still hasn't improved, but I'm like, if I'm on episode eleven out of a twelve episode series, I'm like, I'm finishing it out of out of a <laughs> principle now. I don't care if I hated it now or something. I have to finish it. If nothing else, you can tell people I watched that show, and they'd be like, "All the way through." You'd be like, "Yeah, all the way through." Did you like it? No, not really. Like, why'd you finish it? Well, I was so far. Yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> I'm in too deep, man. Do you have another one on your list? I saw I have a couple on mine. You know what? No, I, I don't know if I want this uh, the stoning that's going to happen <laughs> online. We, we've done Ari enough Lightning. damage. Yeah. We have I done mean, enough. If you damage. have another one you want to go through, and probably we can wrap it up with another one if you have on your end, if you want to. Well, I I wanted to mention this one. It was the one I told you I was looking for uh, before mm-hmm. we started. I've I really have only seen, I've only watched one scene of this movie on YouTube. I, I don't think it's in English even, so I think you'd have to get it subbed. And if you people have seen this. You know, congratulations. I don't think many Americans have just because we're not the biggest consumer of foreign media. Um, but it's called Captain Alatriste. Alatriste. My tongue's not working right now. The Spanish Musketeer. All I know about it is it stars Viga Mortensen. He was in the military and then he left to become a uh, mercenary. Now he's a Spanish musketeer, mercenary, and he holds a sword, and he fights. That's all I know. And the fight scene looked really good. <laughs> and that's enough. That's all I need. So yeah. for those who haven't seen it, you might want to go watch it, put on some subtitles. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're definitely pulling out something there on the more obscure side, at least with me, because I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely never heard of it. Yeah, and like l- literally, I didn't know the name of the movie until... Before we started, I had to look up the actual name of the movie because I only watched that one scene, but the cinematography was great and the uh, fight choreography was great. And if Viggo Mortensen's in it, I know the acting's going to be great because I love, love, love him. And yeah, so that's that's all I need to sell me. Hmm. Captain Alatriste, the Spanish Musketeer. Check it out now at your local Walmart in the dollar bin section. Maybe. I doubt Walmart hasn't. Well, you're definitely digging into a more obscure side, but you know what? That's still good. If you feel like you should watch it because it's something, you know, that's something to consider, I guess, is if you feel like you would enjoy a film, classic or not, like if everyone's seen it or not, it could be obscure, but you feel like, man, I should watch that. I've seen everything I've seen of that. I would I think I would love. And then you don't. It's in that same category, right? In a way. Whereas like we can confess to not watching huge name films of like you know people from a lot of works of tarantino or scorsese we can say we haven't seen films that everyone at this point has probably seen to death like 
Titanic or something like that. Big names, The Godfather. For me, it'd be like Godfather Part Two and Three. It's like you know, Wait. if you haven't seen stuff like that, you know, it's it's different in a way because some people would be like, "Well, it's a classic; you have to see it." That's kind of different, as in what you were just saying with this Captain of the Tuesday. Because it'd be like, I I feel like I would enjoy this one. Why haven't you watched it? I have no conceivable clue. Yeah, and it it, it is that type of thing where um, you know, one put it this way, one two minute YouTube clip, one scene from this movie made me want to watch it so much more than what 20 years of people talking about Titanic. So <laughs> this should this should be on my list before Titanic ever is. I haven't seen both, but this is one that I've been telling myself I need to watch, it, I need to watch, it, I need to watch it and I haven't yet because I'm a lazy bum. Yeah. Like I said, I have my own shortcomings with getting to watch things and so, like I said some of it some of it is due to like like I said before it's it's the time to watch a movie in completion to actually finish it because I can't stand leaving it half half completed or something like that and like a TV show thing but a lot of it is also just you have more accountability on my part if I just start if I just start the flipping thing you know mm. in any of the free time I do have instead of going to one of my more dependable things on things I check out there and watch you know try doing a movie so we had kind of discussed this before, but I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and say if you want to do this to make this our conclusion here, do you want to give each other a challenge to watch at least one film, like and we'll give ourselves a decent time frame. I'm not saying like in this week you have to find this movie, but it'd be like you know you want to say something like by August or something like that. Mine would probably be maybe a Scorsese, one of those. Any any particular one? Just maybe the ones you mentioned? Well, I can definitely come up with two or three. Uh, the Departed is phenomenal. Have you seen Shutter Island? That's another one. Okay, there you go. And then Goodfellas. Yeah, that's... Also, so forget all of that. Forget forget Martin Scorsese. Last Airbender. Get on it. <laughs> okay, that, that's going to yeah. take... That, that will take me some time. That, tomorrow, you have, you have three days. 99 souls three days that's some parts of the caribbean for you i will try with the last airbender i will give myself here viewers you'll be you'll be complicit in this i'll give myself to the end of the year to watch the airbender series you know what let me see when this out coming out oh one moment on the moment talk about something interesting while i do this quick Okay. Well, for you, if I had to say anything, I think you have a copy of The Godfather that I gave you, if I remember correctly. I think you actually own a copy of it. Do you still have it? Uh, Yes, I do. I'll, I'll give you that one. Try to just watch The Godfather Part 1 sometime, since I know you actually have that one. Because like I said, folks, this is, this is what hurts me a little bit. See, I gift him nice things, <laughs> and he doesn't watch this. I gave it to him two years ago. Okay, so yeah, your uh, your timeline is going to be about on point. So I, I will say you have until the new Netflix show airs um, for Last Airbender. It's coming, it looks like, late 2022 or early 2023. Well, my goal at this point would just be I would give myself at least, or at most, till December. 
like before the holiday season, before the holiday, like a uh, weeks and stuff. And and I hereby vow to watch The Godfather, a- and The Godfather Two, and The Godfather Three. If you can watch the trilogy, that's fine. I probably, definitely, maybe, most likely will do that. Then I probably, maybe, most likely, I don't know, sometime in, in a lifetime, once upon a wish upon a star thing, we'll watch the <laughs> Avatar show. <laughs> you already promised. You promised. <laughs> no, I will do my best, like I said. I will hold myself to this. I will hold myself to try to finish Avatar Last Airbender by at least, or at most, December. To give myself a good buffer for you know time off and when I can watch a couple episodes, handful episodes at a time and on weekends, and I will at least watch one Scorsese film, at least one. That's gonna be the challenge. What is the runtime for Godfather? Like near three hours, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if you can watch films halfway and come back to them, I can't. Like I can't do that, but if you can, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be. I get off work. I get dinner real quick, and then I just sit down and do it quick. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you're the one who wakes up early. Maybe if you've got those hours in the morning before you get to your stuff. That's actually true. That probably would be a better time for me to watch it. Yeah, you know. I'm going to make just... it work. The, the the Godfathers are ones that I think are worth doing that for, though. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm really going to enjoy them. I hope you do, in all honesty. And I know, like I said, I will enjoy the entirety of Airbender, and I know I probably will really get a lot of enjoyment out of Scorsese films. I just, it's part of what we're doing here, though, folks. You know, we kind of decided on this last minute, but we did say we're going to hold, like, a bit accountable to this. We're going to really make a challenge to actually watch some more films as we go on, or TV shows or something. So this is the first one. Hopefully of an ongoing series and bits we do with this, because I think we'll revisit this from time to time, because I know this could probably be more of a... um. We kind of made it more of a confessions style, and this one, this was this was our videotic confessional. Yeah, this but, was much sadder than we intended. <laughs> but you know what? I think that works for the entertainment. Yes, so it's, it's all about want. anything for the people. That being said, you people, if you're out there, hopefully you're watching us now, and you definitely have your own list of movies you know you should have seen by now and you haven't, just do it. Get on it. Go watch that movie. Because you know you're going to love it. And you know you need to see it. And then you won't be embarrassed when you talk to movies with people anymore. Or when you talk with people about movies anymore. Yep, yeah, there you go. This yeah. is our friendly encouragement. Exactly. This is our encouragement slash uh, friendly warning. <laughs> friendly, friendly warning. I mean, hey, you, you said it yourself. If all those people out there are watching us right now, like you said, I mean, first of all, I'm a little concerned. We're making them an know. offer they can't refuse. And then you'll know the rest of that statement if you watch the movie. I actually don't know the rest of that statement. That's, <laughs> That's all I know. That's basically it. I'm just kidding. Oh, that, is okay. one of the, that is one of the famous quotes. <laughs> this was our confessional episode mostly. And I think we still have many more that we haven't seen. But I think we were, we will revisit this topic in the future. I mean, definitely look for in the next few months, like I said, by December at least to if we want to say all the things if we've checked off our list, but we'll definitely revisit this and see what we've checked off our list mm-hmm. and see if we've stuck to what we've laid out here today. With that being said, I'm going to close the curtain on this episode right here of our watch list confessional is what we'll call it now, you know, because that's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to make a joke. It'd be like, you know, how the, you know, how the confessional thing would be like, you know, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. 
Like, forgive me, Godfather, for I have sinned. <laughs> forgive me, Godfather, for I have sinned. That's In perfect. the name of Scorsese, Tarantino, <laughs> and Spielberg, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and in that, this is our confessional. Yeah. This was from Vidiotic, your residential video idiots. My name is Joe. My name is Sean. And don't fall into the pit of despair like us. Just watch the dang movies. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.